0: get down and
1: touch the ground. Mm -hmm. Let's get down. This one goes out to British Columbians and those dedicated to preserving the majestic nature of our province. On March 11th, a very important decision is being made about logging the remaining old growth forests, of which there are only 3% left. We need laws that protect the last old growth forests, biodiversity and endangered species within them. Instead, we have people using the law to prosecute those people who are standing up for them. This needs to change. Listen as Carly explains how logging affects us, not only by losing these ancient trees, but how it trickles down to our creeks, oceans and everyday lives.
2: Okay, here we go. Hey Carly, how's it going?
0: Hey, it's going pretty good. Thanks. Thanks for having me back on.
2: Oh, thanks for joining us. Um, We have a lot to talk about tonight or some super important things. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. So Carly, can you just dive right in and let everyone know what is happening this Thursday?
0: Yeah. So March 11th, this Thursday, our government is basically making the decision whether or not to continue logging the remaining old growth that exists in British Columbia. So for anybody who is unaware of that situation, in BC as it stands today, we have already logged over 97% of our old growth forests. So this is a pretty important decision.
2: It's just unbelievable that there's even a question you know
0: yeah it it is and it's like of course we're gonna we're gonna keep talking about it and we're gonna keep you know keep the vibe high and keep being advocates for this but I keep laughing to myself just being like this is just absolutely ridiculous that we're even having this conversation that it's yeah. even a question of whether or not to do this at this point and it's like You know, it's, on one level, it's just absolutely hilarious. It's, like, insane. Yeah. But it's, yeah, all the more reason why we need to speak up. Yeah. BC government is making this super important decision on Thursday. John Horgan and Katrine Conroy, who is the Minister of Forest in BC. So, basically, we're doing this podcast. It's a little bit different than what we normally do. But this is our call out to all of you guys and anyone listening to speak up for this while we can
2: and basically if you breathe air <laughs> you should be speaking up right now <laughs> yeah exactly Carly those numbers are just devastating can we talk a little bit about Vancouver Island and what's shaking over here like
0: yeah Vancouver Island is famous for our old growth people come here to see our old growth forests like you think cathedral grove and you think avatar grove and port Renfrew and all these things and it's really easy driving around the island as a tourist to think that all of vancouver island is this majestic incredible old growth forest and in a way that's been a really clever sort of decoy by how the forestry companies are logging is Along all of our roads, there's, you know, a 20, 30, 40, 50 foot buffer of trees. So nobody sees what's behind that buffer. And what's behind that buffer is absolute devastation of the environment. And, you know, I don't want to get heavy about this. I just want to share the facts with people. But this is just the truth of it. I spend tons of time, you know, out in the backcountry on logging roads. And it is just it's incredible like yeah. and not in a good way it's incredible that this has been allowed to happen on Vancouver Island alone just in old growth this isn't this isn't including you know tree farms and you know the re- the other second and third growth just old growth which as we've said we have less than 3% left of so on Vancouver Island alone every year they cut on average 10,000 hectares of old growth and so for I know that's like even for me that's hard to get my head around okay mm-hmm. how much do, what does that look like? So what that looks like is for anybody who knows the island or Beacon Hill Park if you don't check it out on a map that's simple enough to do. Yeah. So what 10,000 acres he, sorry 10,000 hectares a year works out to on the visual for people is the size of Beacon Hill Park being cut every single day on Vancouver Island so hence our motivation to just share this with people hence our motivation to raise the vibration Mm -hmm. to get this message out there and to get as many people as we can who love uh, our forests because there's no forest like this is something that you know obviously people know this about me I'm an herbalist so I'm a total earth person and you know the trees these are my people these these are my family and I have the utmost respect for what the trees do for us. So yeah, this is just our call out and our big ask for people to get to get in the know and to get connected and to really just see what's going on and yeah, so we just want to share that with everybody so that we can make a difference. And also because we're on a bit of a time frame with uh, this big decision coming up. So I'm like, get out there, (laughs) send your voice, use your voice or your keyboard or
2: your phone or whatever works out. We were talking earlier and I really liked how, you know, I think people need to become more aware that it's not just the trees that we're taking down. This is like affecting entire ecosystems. Like, can you just like go into that?
0: Again, I'm not an expert on this. Like, I know a little bit, and I spend a lot of time out there. Something that I see a lot, and a lot of the arguments that people have around, like, why to keep logging, and yes, that is still an argument. It's literally something around 50% of the population is thinking that we should still continue doing this, which to me is just flabbergasting. Mm. When people think about logging, they really get stuck, and like, I'm from a logging family so I get it you know like I really see both sides of it so I don't want to come at this as like all oh, loggers are evil all the stuff you know mm-hmm. but for the most part when people think about logging they think about the logs and they think about the trees and it ends there and it just doesn't so with any forest but particularly with old growth like this is it's Oh, where would even go with this? It's such a, it's such a huge complex situation web of yeah. how connected everything is. But when we take the trees, when we take old growth trees, they're not, it's not like we can, people think that we can just replant these trees and poof, you know, 30, 40, 50, 100 years down the road, it's back to how it was. And that is just not the case. These forests that we have are so precious because they're absolutely irreplaceable. And something that, you know, is sort of newer information to me, which is actually a huge thank to one thanks to one of my most beloved mentors, Diana Beersford Kroger, who's just if anybody if you don't know her, she's the woman who wrote To Speak for the Trees, which is a big fire under my bum to start mm-hmm. sharing mm-hmm. this with people. Anyways, she's just like the coolest in the world she's repeat
2: that repeat the name of that book for oh the people yeah absolutely
0: that... so it's called to speak for the trees and it is by diana beersford kroger
2: everybody needs it
0: yeah so this was an irish woman who is just one of the most one of the wisest people i've ever encountered and she now is in canada and has been here for a while and she's just spreading her immense wisdom around So, yeah, that's a bit about a little tangent on the side there. But yeah, something that through Diana, I learned that was really fascinating to me and sort of tied into my whole herbal world with some of the stuff that I've taught about, you know, alder trees and different things is the connection between our forests and healthy, intact, old-growth forests or any forest for that matter, just particularly old-growth forests, one of the reasons being is their connection with the ecology of our oceans, and we're on an island or you know, BC, the BC coast. This amazing connection that I was totally unaware of before. In a forest, we think about the trees, and we sometimes forget to think about like the 10,000 other species that are there, and all the interconnectedness, and how they all help each other. So in japan like this is years ago i can't remember the name of this scientist um but he basically was observing like they're on coastal japan so lots of fishing communities and stuff but they had also been logging the hillsides above these fishing communities and over the years like the fish stocks depleted all the ocean life depleted and basically they're what once had been this thriving you know area of ocean life was no longer thriving and this wonderful scientist basically started being like okay well is there a connection between we just logged this mountainside that is right above this area that is now depleted what's the connection and the connection is so cool because it is this teeny tiny thing called fulvic acid so this is totally nerdy but it's fascinating
2: I love so it. what
0: happens in the forest So when forests drop their needles and they drop their leaves, and when they decompose, they have something in them called fulvic acid. And so fulvic acid, when it enters the ground, basically you think about all the minerals and all the things that are underground in a forest, iron being one of them. So fulvic acid is this really cool little molecule that basically binds to iron that is, you know, iron it's typically it's kind of stuck in the ground. It's not movable. It's anchored wherever it's at. So fulvic acid goes in there from the trees and it binds it is called chelation. It binds to these little iron bits and then it makes them mobile. So then when it rains or there's streams or there's groundwater, All of this iron gets flushed down the mountainside, down through the creeks, into the rivers, and ultimately down into the ocean. So the cool thing with this is like, well, what does that have to do with anything? So basically all ocean life starts with iron. Weirdly enough, I was like, what iron? What? What is this about? (laughs) I don't get this. So carrying on that, fulvic acid carries the iron down to the ocean and all of the little algae which are basically the they're the building blocks of the whole ecology of the ocean they're like you know the, the they're the starting point all these little phytoplankton which if you know me you know i love phytoplankton they cannot grow without iron and every species up the food chain from phytoplankton Like that's where it all begins. So if we don't have phytoplankton, we have nothing else because the tiny little crustaceans, the teeny tiny fish, the little ocean critters, and you know, they all eat this phytoplankton that cannot exist without this iron that cannot exist in the ocean unless it gets flushed down the mountainside that cannot happen without these trees being there delivering fulvic acid. So right from the tree on the mountainside all the way down to the ocean from the tiniest phytoplankton right up to orcas it is all connected
2: so i think we know where this is going stop what you're doing and <laughs> yep, stop, you stop cutting cutting
0: the trees you know yeah that little bit the little wow. iron fulvic acid thing that is one of the things they do if you're not convinced go online and google forestry maps and that'll do it for you yeah exactly there is very little that hasn't been logged and yes they're replanting but when they replant these forests they're tree farms so what i sort of equate it to is you know if you're going through a walk through a meadow and there's this flower and there's this flower and there's this type of grass and there's this little ground shrub and all of these things or you go to a giant monocrop farm. And that's the equivalent of what's being replanted on the hillsides. So they're basically wiping out these irreplaceable, incredibly, just absolutely magnificent forests and replacing them with not exactly monocrops, that is an exaggeration, but it's basically what's going on. So it doesn't ever recover properly.
2: And again, Like, I just, I don't know how many times we have to say this, but you already took 97%, you -hmm. know, like, mercy, you know?
0: People are making so many beautiful sacrifices in their lives, and not that saying everyone has to do this, you know, if all you do is sign a petition, that is
2: awesome. So awesome. You know, but there's people
0: out there right now that are living out there there's people that are you know taking time away from their families taking time away from their work ancient forest alliance is one of my favorite you know forest advocacy and protection groups my other favorite is fairy creek blockade so for anyone who doesn't know about what's going on right now so fairy creek this is a bit of a big subject so and you guys can learn about this all if you follow the link so i won't go too much into it but Ferry Creek is just outside of Port Renfrew, which is actually where my family is from. And a lot of people are familiar with Ferry Lake, which you drive past, if you're going into Port Renfrew, it's beautiful. So Ferry Creek is, there's a bunch of amazing people that have come together and basically are doing peaceful protest and protection of the forest that's out there because, of a logging company who is um, teal jones is the name of the logging company that is trying to go in and cut this like pristine untouched forest that has these trees that are over a thousand years old and cannot that doesn't come back so these people are out there doing amazing work and again we're gonna list all the links at the end of this but you can totally find them online you can donate to them you can actually go out there and help them you know there's so many options whatever your ability is it's out there for you
2: yeah speaking of Fairy Creek Carly isn't that where you were telling me that you and your uncle were talking that time when was that a couple of years ago that he was kind of yeah. spend lots of time
0: driving logging roads and I'm out in the bush a lot and a couple years ago I had been noticing like really frequently like there's tons of little creeks that are, if you're driving on these back roads there's always little creeks and culverts you're going over and I was noticing there was so many dry creek beds and I was like okay yeah creeks dry out some seasonally like that's normal for a lot of creeks but I was like not like this and I just I was seeing it so frequently and it was always around logging areas which truthfully it's kind of hard to get away from on the island like Mm -hmm. it's there's a lot of logging going on but yeah I was just seeing it so frequently and you know when you just you know in your gut that it's not right like I was like this isn't a normal dry creek something's going on here so in my mind I'm just like little science geek brain so I'm like why is this happening and my you know my theory about it which again I could be wrong on this but this is definitely a component of it is you know, in that moment of thinking about it, I was like, why is this happening? And I was like, okay, well, they're doing all this logging uphill from these creeks, these, you know, mountains that these creeks are flowing down. And I'm like, well, what do trees do? Trees, you know, not only do they drink groundwater, but they actually pull groundwater up from deep, deep, deep in the earth because their roots extend so deeply and they make it accessible for all the other plants and stuff that have shallower roots. So they have this huge job of like, lifting up this groundwater up to the surface so I'm like okay well all these tree roots are dead now so they're not doing that so is that what's going on and I was just you know kind of in the back of my mind turning this around and then you know it kind of was out of my mind for a bit and then I ended up ironically where all of this is or not all of it but a big part of this going on up in Fairy Creek now ironically uh, you know probably six months after that I'm Up near port rent through hanging with some family and um was standing by the where the creek comes in to Ferry lake and standing there with my uncle who's a road builder and um was it just popped in my head i was like hey do you happen to know like do you know if there's any connection between the logging and like all these dry creek beds i'm seeing and like, is it is it because the trees aren't pulling up the groundwater anymore? And he's like, Oh he's like, Well, yeah, that's definitely part of it. He's like, But what's actually going on is that the creek beds are filling in. Mm. And this is a guy that's literally been like out on logging roads for like thirty plus years. Like he knows what he's talking about, he's seen it. And he you know, he's also grew up in Port Renfrew. So, you know, he's watched what's going on. Yeah, so I'm like what do you mean they're filling in? And he's like, well, what's happening is, you know, the trees aren't pulling up the groundwater anymore because we've killed them all. And <laughs> and
2: mental. he's like,
0: but the, f- the part about why the creeks are filling in is because when you clear cut a forest, even if you partially clear cut it, all of that tender undergrowth, all of that forest floor is now getting baked in the sun. It's drying out and then when the rains come they're pounding down hard instead of filtering through the the canopy of the forest they're just hammering down on the ground and then all of that ground you know sediment and all that stuff that normally would be very protected under all the thick moss and all of the the you know protected undergrowth just isn't anymore so what's happening it's raining as it does a lot on the coast here Mm -hmm. and it's all washing down the creeks and it's just it's literally filling in the creeks so like the
2: forest floor is just mm freaking
0: and it's super obvious you know like after him telling me that he's like you know as we're having this conversation he's like yeah well you know like look at the ditch when you're driving if there was no erosion the ditch would be clear water you know those little streams that are in the ditches and he's like And as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, I can think of the 10,000 ditches I've looked at and they're all brown. It's all the sediment. It's literally the forest floor is washing away and people don't see this. So it's like, I don't want to be talking about this. It's not even that they don't
2: see it. I think a lot of people don't understand it.
0: Yes, for sure.
2: You know? For sure. Yeah. And it's like, you don't know what
0: you don't know, but that's also why we're all here for each other is to help each other know and to help share this. Mm Mm-hmm so yeah sort of a long story there but anyways yeah just standing there at the edge of fairy lake with my uncle and him telling me this and then the crazy thing is we're standing on this gravel bar beside you know close to the lake by this creek and he just kind of laughs and he's like oh he's like yeah it's it's kind of crazy he's like you know like when i was younger he's like this used to be the edge of the lake and i'm like looking at where we're standing and we're like 30 or 40 feet away from the edge of the lake, and it's not like the lake level is dropping. It's that all of the, and you can see it, like it's just gravel, and it's just filling in this little teeny tiny lake. Yeah, so it was just one of those like, hard but beautiful moments. You know, again, thinking about ocean life and thinking about one more of the million things that's interconnected and relies upon our healthy forests, or our forests remaining healthy, is you know what is another symbol of the island and the coast is our salmon and how does a salmon get up a dry creek how does a salmon get up a creek that's full of gravel that's full where there's no water flowing anymore how does it lay its eggs how does it continue its family and the next generation exactly and we all know the answer to
2: that and it just doesn't how about the big numbers of these big mamas what they're bringing up like Oh right. Yeah. It's, it's so
0: funny to be talking about so many numbers. I'm like, well, this Ooh, look is at my us. karma coming for me. Math was my worst subject <laughs> for like all of my life in school, and I'm like, here I am with all my numbers. But <laughs> all of those trees, they're amazing root systems that are pulling up all this beautiful groundwater and pulling it up into the into the the lower parts of the forest to feed all the smaller plants and to feed themselves. So I was curious about this, like, this is like years and years and years ago. And I was like, I wonder how much trees drink. So I did some research about this. And a tree, when you, th- like, everybody knows the typical old growth coastal red cedar. We can all imagine what that mm-hmm. looks like. They can grow up to about 150, 200 feet. They get huge. They can be just, they're just the grandmothers of the forest. So we all, every, you know, everybody can envision what that size of tree looks like. So one of those beautiful big old mamas in a single day, they pull anywhere from three to 500 gallons of water through their body. And the most, um, this is again, something that is so beautiful to me and is such a beautiful symbol of nature and nature's just generosity and perfection. So these big, huge mamas, Pull three to five hundred gallons of water up through their bodies. While they're doing this, they're totally purifying it. So, like, I love like the old saying that Mother Nature's a moonshiner and like she is the ultimate distillation apparatus, which is like it just oh. always makes me giggle. So, anyways, these beautiful trees pull three to five hundred gallons of water up through their bodies. They only keep five percent of that for themselves all the rest is released into the atmosphere so that's why we have so much that's why it's so wet on the coast because we have such immense forests that are just pumping water into the atmosphere and so when i think about this where my mind goes with it and this is the science as well but you know you think about recent years and you think about the, Uh the prevalence of or the increase in forest fires and think about it it's like when we don't have forests doing this the air is drier the earth is drier everything's crispy and it doesn't have that beautiful like we're in a rainforest so like (laughs) let's keep it that way let's keep it that way environmentally speaking and this goes globally this isn't just about us on the coast here Mm -hmm. in bc this is our whole planet and the effect that you like amount of water that's you put that into a cloud like think about that like that is a lot
2: gallons
0: gallons and gallons Gallons. hundreds of gallons and that's one of these trees so you think about the effect that that has if you think about a whole intact happy healthy forest of those trees how much of that they're releasing into the atmosphere that's cleaning the air it's keeping things cool it's keeping things from heating up too much and drying out and then that's blowing around and that's falling down as per- precipitation, as rain, and that's nourishing other things. And that's giving us our fresh water that before wasn't accessible. Like these trees are pulling this water from deep, deep in the earth. Like we can't get that unless we drill a well. And these beautiful trees suck it up for us and then spit it out into the air, and then it rains and it falls into our creeks. And look at that. That's like all of our hydro comes from that. Not that, you know, that's an issue on itself in certain ways. But to me, it's just like another reminder of why we need to speak for these trees because of what they do for us. They do everything for us. They give us our oxygen. They give us our clean water. They do everything. And for us, it's like we can spend 10 minutes online and support these groups. We can go out to blockades and be there in our, you know, in mm-hmm. pre- our presence, be there and help people. You know, we can sign petitions, we can send letters, we can phone, we can do these things. And that's nothing. It is so easy. Like it's just, oh, especially it's, a, it's incredibly easy. Yeah. So it's like in my mind, which again, I'm, you know, I'm partial. I'm a total earthling, but who isn't? We all yeah. live here. So it's like, if that's all we have
2: to do to like to get the number up like I know Mm -hmm. um I don't like I like I heard something it's like 50 50 chance right now about their decision you know what's like we have what day is today Saturday so we Mm -hmm. have like freaking you know five days to you know make our voices heard Mm -hmm. and you know what
0: by the time you guys hear this yeah so
2: like whatever day this is It's like, man, we have days, and you know what? I just feel like these trees don't have a voice, but we do. Exactly. You know, we do have a voice. Yeah. We have human rights. What are their rights? We are literally raping them. Mm -hmm. It is unbelievable, and you know, don't worry, I'll make this positive and stuff, but for me, what just really gets me going in general these days is when I look at my kids and I just Mm -hmm. think to myself Mm -hmm. I'm not even just thinking about them I'm thinking about my great great grandchildren and you know what not all of us want to flee to Mars right now (laughs) so can we please just get our shit together and use some common sense
0: yeah let's take care of the one we got
2: frick yeah man Mm -hmm. like we can do this Yeah, we can totally do this.
0: Yeah. And that's something that I, you know, I really want to share too, because, you know, when we talk about, you know, when I tell you, you know, that there's the size of Beacon Hill Park being logged every day on Vancouver Island, 10,000 hectares a year, blah, 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 all of these numbers. It's really easy to feel like it's entirely hopeless and to give up and be like, well, what's the point? There's basically nothing left. And like, trust me i've gone there yeah but i've also come through that and if you look at the history of what humans have done on the earth and all of the things that have gone on you know all the movements all the everything it's like none of that happened without people using their voices and using their personal power to create change and that's what we're doing right now
2: yeah oh man it just gets a person going yeah it should i want it to get
0: everybody going let it get you going i was saying to crystal earlier that it's going to bring up a lot of emotions and because it is it's devastating we're doing conscious harm to the earth and you know us personally talking about this maybe we are not but as a human race we are on mass and it's heartbreaking so i think it's really good to honor that and just be in that because that is the truth of it but the other truth of it is that you get to take that emotion and do something with it and so for me going through that and i think you know we were talking about this with you earlier too crystal like for me it was like at first i was really devastated and truthfully like it still breaks my heart because those trees they're my people and like those are my medicine trees but it also makes me really angry because of the level of stupidity and short sightedness. And you got to honor that too. It's like, get pissed off. Like I'm always just like, get angry about it because it's worth being angry about. And your anger is a tool. So take that anger and use that as your fuel to do something because we are here in this lifetime and we have choice in that. And that is so much and it is so awesome that we actually get to do that and that we actually have choice, take being pissed off and turn that into something beautiful and help something. Maybe it's not the forest for you. Maybe that's something else, but that's been a big teaching from these trees to me personally, and I just love that.
2: And no regrets. It's like, again, I keep bringing it back to the kids, but when I'm looking at the kids and I think, I'm going to have no regrets for standing in my truth and standing up for what I believe is right. Less than 3% of the old growth. How are we willing to let it go? Yes.
0: Well, we're not. And that's yeah. the thing is we're not willing to. So that's why we're doing this. I was speaking with some people who are a part of the Fairy Creek blockade the other day. And... It was awesome because we were just talking about, we all know government and government, you know, very frequently doesn't live up to what they promise. And so we were talking about this and we were talking about like, well, what if they say yes, log it all. And so when we were talking about this, we're like, that's why we are out there. And that's why we're going to actually It's like, what's going on in India right now? And it's taking people physically being there and standing up for things. Not the same thing, but it's the same thing. And it's like, that's what creates change. And if it doesn't work by petition, if it doesn't work by calling your government or emailing them or asking them politely, Mm. you do it in other ways because it's important and it matters.
2: Yeah, I am hoping that no fuses need to be blown. <laughs> yeah. And no physical contact needs to be oh, made. Oh, for sure. No, everything like, is like all about you know, like and I think to myself, peacefulness right? and just awareness. And so that's what we're trying to do, always. Mm-hmm. And so let's keep it that way. Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone on the government's listening. I'm talking to them. I'm not talking <laughs> to you when I'm saying this. Don't
0: make us get to that point. But it's like. It basically boils down to conscious harm. It's not like they are unaware. It's like we have literally thousands of scientists that are like, that's their thing is studying our climate and studying all of this stuff. And they are straight up telling all of our leaders like, this is what we need to do. This is what we should not do. So it's not like they don't know. So that's where the conscious
2: harm to me is just like, I hate to use the E word, but it's like, evil yeah well it's greed it's, and and it's again you know preaching to the choir everyone knows this yeah but like, <laughs> it's a dollar bill you know mm-hmm. and again like when you just sit back and think about it and you look at these kids don't you think that they deserve to look at these trees like we do yeah. and like and for it to not
0: be all that's left is cathedral grove and it's a roadside attraction
2: when you pull up in your bus and you get out, like, mm-hmm. no.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I'm like, no,
2: that's not what we're going for. No, it's <laughs> we not. We want
0: more. We demand more. Yeah,
2: it's not going to happen. Again, we mm-hmm. got 3% to save and like, let's do this. Yeah,
0: and it's been done before. People have yeah. done this all the time. We've always needed to speak up for the forest. And, you know, like, you look out by Tofino, Kennedy Lake out yeah. there, you know, it's the exact same thing. People were like, hey you guys want to do this and it's not okay. So we are here to protect it. And that is the only reason that forest is still there is because people cared and they took a moment out of their life to stand up for what they believed in and to stand up for these beautiful forests. So please do that.
2: We're going to do it. And you know what's so awesome too? I am so grateful for you to come on and share your truth your voice all your things because again right now we are also living in times with a big distraction and -hmm. you know as we are being blindsided and like distracted there is a lot of shit going on behind the scenes yeah that is not (laughs) that is not on the news yeah exactly and it's like very important stuff
0: i want to just kind of jump back To what I was saying just mentioning Diana Beersford Kroger earlier so one of the reasons I love this woman so much not only is because she's brilliant and she's an earth advocate more or less she basically has come up with what she calls the global bio plan and it is basically a very scientifically based and awesome oh it's I'm gonna totally butcher it by trying to explain it I'm better at talking about herbs i really would encourage you guys to check out her website diana beersford kroger we'll put the link at the end the reason i'm bringing up this up now is because not only is protecting what we have important but she talks a lot about reforesting and basically her global bio plan which you can read more into is actually really simple Which I love because it's really easy to think things are really complicated, and usually they're not. Usually there's a pretty simple solution, and we're smart people and we're really adaptable. So, her global bio plan to basically cure what ails us right now, to put it, you know, Mm -hmm. in those words, globally speaking as far as ecologically goes and, you know, earth, air, all the things is if every single person on earth planted one tree, preferably a native species, (laughs) planted one tree per year for six years, the effect of that many trees would literally reverse what's happening on the planet right now, climate speaking. As soon as I heard that, I was like, well, not everybody's gonna do that. So my proposal and sort of my cheeky little dare to everybody for this, you know, the next coming time, this next year, the next six years, See how many you can plant as yourself, as your family. And it's like, the only thing we can do is try, and that's where it all begins.
2: And what's the harm in planting trees? Like, I just know, right? Mm -hmm. And so, again, I know I go off on these little tangents, but I just think to myself, with something like that, can't all the world leaders get off their high horses and say, (laughs) hey, dudes. I need you guys to plant a tree a year.
0: Yes. That's it. (laughs) Wouldn't you love if that was mandated?
2: (laughs) Oh, that's my kind of mandate. Yeah,
0: I'm like, I'd I'd run for (laughs) government (laughs) if that was the case. (laughs) You know, like... Yeah, I think we just both are super grateful for all of you guys for taking some time to listen to us have this conversation. It feels super important right now. And yeah, we're just super psyched to share this awareness and to get more people out there because we know like we know you all love the forest as much as we do you we know you all love the earth as much as we do so it's like we're just honored to be actually able to do this and share this with you guys and we just want everybody psyched and everybody moving and doing stuff and doing whatever you
2: can yeah great so we're going to plant trees and we're going to sign some petitions and we're going to start harassing these guys
0: Yeah, so get in touch with John Horgan, you can call him, you can email him, we're going to attach all the links for all the contact information. Get in touch with Katrine Conroy, the Minister of Forests, she's got a big say in this, again we'll have all her contact information. The easiest, quickest, simplest way for you guys to do this is to just go on to ancientforestalliance.org if you go on their website or their social media you literally can't not figure out how to do it they've made it so easy for us it's just like major thanks to those guys they're doing huge work if you have any questions about any of this just obviously get in touch with us anytime we're always there for you guys
2: I also wanted to um I think you might forget that you have a giveaway going on oh right yeah, my little
0: my little forest bribe. I Let's love you. you. <laughs> yeah. So right now, for anybody that's following me on social media um, with my work, this is a bit separate, but Elder Tree Herbals. Work, um, yeah. So Elder Tree Herbals is my business name, and uh, if you go on there right now, what I'm doing as my little cheeky bribe for everybody to get on board and speak up for all these trees that we love is I'm doing a big giveaway right now so instead of asking you guys to tag 10 friends and do all that stuff I don't want any of that what I want you guys to do is to make a donation of any amount like obviously be reasonable 50 cents is kind of lame but like do what you can, make a donation to Ancient Forest Alliance, or if you don't jive with them, to literally I would accept it if it's from any other forest advocacy group, but I think these guys are just what's getting the most attention right now, which is what we need with the government. So make a donation to those guys for whatever you can, send me a screenshot or any sort of proof. You can obviously contact me super easily through any of the normal social media stuff. Just send me either a screenshot of your donation um or any proof of it. And what that does is that enters your name into a draw that I'm going to do on the 20th of March for about $150 worth of um herbal goodies, medicines and things that I've created. So, I'm trying to think what's in there. So, there's a 50 ml bottle of vibrant immunity tincture which is just like the best it's really great there's an awesome little jar of heal all balm which is like the first herbal remedy i ever made when i was a wee lass <laughs> <laughs> and there's three bags of tea that each have about 30 cups of tea in them so you're gonna get a big pile of tea there's uh, peaceful tea happy heart tea and wise woman tea And then on top of that, thanks to Crystal's little shop, out of her little space, there's this awesome deck of um, tree knowledge cards. And I think there's like 35 cards and they're basically these cards that teach you how to identify all these different kinds of trees. They're super fun for adults. They're super fun for kids. So anyways, I'm giving away this big pile of goodies as my bribe to get you guys
2: to donate to Forest Protection. So awesome, Carly. Let's quickly end off with the Gandalf sitch so (laughs) we got to end off with the Gandalf sitch so
0: a little glimpse into our earlier conversation pre-podcast yeah
2: this is a little glimpse oh my goodness so when Carly first got here we were bullshitting about this and that and I was telling her how I was doing a facial the other night on um one of our friends and after the facial I stepped out and then I like looked up and it was, you know, it wasn't very bright out, but I could just see all the shadows of all my homies and like where we're nestled right now on Vancouver Island. It's just, it's ridiculous. Just, we got some big mamas. So anyways, I'm looking and I told my buddy, I'm like, don't turn on the light yet. Like inside, I'm like, you got to come out and come out. I have something to show you. So she comes out and I'm like, look over there. I'm like, dude, my homies and she just started smiling and we're like looking at these guys and like they're just so gangster man it's just like they're just you got
0: some big trees here
2: oh man they're just badass and so um anyways we laugh this and that and so then our conversation keeps going on and on and i was telling carly how like one of the trees which i can't wait to show her when we lived here for maybe a month, I started naming certain trees, and one of them I named Gandalf. I'm like, man, like this tree looks like Gandalf straight up. <laughs> and then go hard.
0: Oh, I just, I was just love I was Lord of the Rings. Talking about the the big trees on on Lord of the Rings, and how the little teeny hobbits were so frustrated with how slow the trees were going, and then in the end, it was the trees that saved everyone, and. I feel like that's always what it is with nature and with these trees. It's like we have to slow down. We have to go at their pace, and they will save our butts. Totally. So that was our little fun conversation earlier.
2: Oh, man. (laughs) So it makes me want to watch Lord of the Rings. Those were good shows. Okay, well, sign some petitions first. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Don't get distracted and put on Lord of the Rings right now. That's a great way to wrap this up. First, you're going to go to the website sign the mm-hmm. petent- petition donate some money and then you can do whatever you want to do and watch lord of the rings i know what i would do before i watch lord of the rings <laughs> god i love lord <laughs> of the rings <laughs> thanks so much carly for coming on tonight and you know speaking your mind and spreading awareness on something that is extraordinarily important Mm -hmm. and um even though it's absolutely mental that we're even having these conversations it's like gotta have them we gotta have them Mm -hmm. like it's um it seems ludicrous but
0: yeah thank you guys all so much for your participation and just for using your voices and doing whatever you can and we just so appreciate it and we love you all tons. Yay
2: we will chat with you guys sooner than later.
1: Yeah. Bye Bye. Thanks. thanks Don't miss an episode of Down to Earth. Subscribe and review to our YouTube channel and wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can reach out to us on our website at dteconnection.com. Lost by David Wagner Stand still. The trees ahead and bushes beside you are not lost. Wherever you are is called here, and you must treat it as a powerful stranger. Musk ask permission to know it and be known. The forest breathes. Listen. It answers. I have made this place around you. If you leave it, you may come back again, saying, here. No two trees are the same to Raven. No two branches are the same to Wren. If what a tree or a bush does is lost on you, you are surely lost. Stand still. The forest knows where you are. You must let it find you.